I've been watching a lot of Harley Quinn lately because we're going to be doing that season three in like the next couple weeks or so. And in season two, this isn't really a surprise to anyone who's seen it. There's a lot of guest stars and cameos. George Lopez and George, guest stars? George Lopez makes an appearance. He does oh, wow. a cameo in the show hmm. as himself. Yeah. And so... Well, it's always himself. <laughs> when I When I saw that... I was like, what has that guy been doing recently? Like, I haven't seen him in a lot. He has a taco shop in New York. <laughs> I, I it's know. It's literally George Lopez Tacos. But you can imagine my surprise when suddenly a couple days later, I realized we were going to be doing this show, oh, Lopez yeah. v. Lopez. Lopez versus Lopez. Yes. And, the, and apparently there's like a huge amount of history but with not only his previous shows. And by the way, I know his original show was called George Lopez. I'm going to call it the George Lopez show just to kind of like get rid of any confusion. And then there was also like the George Lopez talk yes, show. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into all of that. We will? Yes, because it really does all kind of like tie into one big story. All right. But this is just a simple sitcom. Yes, but it, I, think it, I think it's more than that just with the history that's going on. But let's just jump into it. Lopez v. Lopez. You watched the episode. Yeah, and you remember the John Mulaney show? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that came out in like 2014. Uh, John Mulaney's a funny guy. His stand-up is good. Uh, and his work on SNL was really funny. But the show itself is considered one of the worst sitcoms in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So there's no guarantee that a comedian like George Lopez or John Mulaney necessarily has their place on TV. But George Lopez definitely does. Where he's once again playing himself, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't fail out of the gate. Like, I was, I was like, this could go one oh, way or okay. the other, and it did not. So it's not too bad. Yeah, it's not great, but it's bad in the way that all sitcoms are bad. There's a laugh track, overused tropes, corny, cringy humor, one-note characters, predictable plot, beating you over the head with the same joke over and over and over. Um, but it's also good in the way that most successful sitcoms are. There's chemistry between George and Mayan because, like, they're actually related, but I think it transcends that. I think it just goes into the show. They both have yeah. very good comic, like, timing. And then uh, George is at home in this format, like, because of all that experience he's had. Maybe that was it, but he just seems like he's really comfortable doing this type of humor. And then every once in a while, there's one of those stupid jokes that just get on by the filter in your brain <laughs> and you find yourself laughing along with it. And I didn't find that it was pandering too hard with any singular message. A lot of these new shows, especially the ones that have like, okay, we're gonna have one millennial or one Gen Z and we're gonna have the old person and, they're, and the boomer humor, you know, the back and forth between the two of them. And it just feels like they're pandering too hard towards one end or the other. This didn't feel like that. This just felt like basically a normal, good decent sitcom and i'm not surprised to hear that because um mayan lopez she was i think just like an extra on Dr uh, the, uh, the george lopez show Oh, so she did make it on there because <laughs> she, she has a daughter on it but it's not her yeah she made it on there and that's really the only thing she's done but everyone else has done a lot of comedies you have al madrigal as oscar he became famous from the daily show being a correspondent on that only in like a minute of this so he's not going to make his way into the, too much of the conversation matt shively as quentin he has done a lot of uh nickelodeon comedy shows including the troop i recognized quentin i didn't know from where he plays this super supportive husband like i'm talking too supportive uh, at husband one point of mine in this first yeah my assumption mm -hmm. um in the first episode george is asking to move back in or not move back in. He at one time owned the house, but he would be moving in with his daughter in the while he's fixing the the um or while he's restoring the kitchen. And the problem with that is like they are only recently ex estranged. Like they used mm. to not get along with it, one another. And it, thank you show for not showing us the scene where they like dad like that type <laughs> of thing. Yeah. Um. But but now that he's asking to like move in, the husband she, Mayan's like, hey, so my dad just wants to stay here for a little bit, and he's like. Okay, <laughs> that would, wow. 
Like, that guy's, it's not just that he's a pushover, but he's, like, super cool about it. Like, this guy is not meant to be holding the jokes for himself. He's there to support his wife, who his wife is going to be the one doing the most of the humor. But, like, it was just funny to see him do that. And then you have Lacey Mosley as Brooke. She was the new Brooke replacement in the revival of iCarly. She's, like, the best friend, and they both work at the animal hospital together, Maya and her. Okay. It's really Maya's show. She is goofy, but she is way more an adult, I think, than her father. Like, her father is deadbeat. He's broke. He's, uh, <laughs> he drinks a lot. He gets high. Uh, he insults her in, in ways by, like, how she's parenting and such. It's like, but she is the one who's, like, holding down the fort. Yeah, so, I mean, like, again to the show, what's the, this plot about in the pilot episode? Okay, so George is renovating Mayan's kitchen, but they're doing a TikTok in the first first scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just introducing each other, being like, this is my dad. This is my daughter. He wasn't around when I was a kid. Blah, 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 blah. And then they start twerking, or she starts twerking. Yeah, I think I, that's actually one of the trailers, the straight-up sure. trailer for it. Yeah. yeah, and that follows with the Lowrider song from his original show. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like, is this show 100% connected? Like, I didn't know who played his original daughter in, his, in the original show. What could it be? It could have been her. This could have been, like, a dark turn on the original <laughs> premise because he was a good dad, I think, in, like, the 2000s show. Yeah, it's, it's not connected. He also looks way older here. <laughs> like, George Lopez has aged a lot. That's what a lot of commenters were saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, like, hyper-focus. He's still funny and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's renovating Mayan's kitchen. He asked to stay there um, because he doesn't like making the drive. He lies at first saying that he has a house, but that he just doesn't want to go there. Um, and then Mayan's husband, Quentin, agrees to let that happen. And Mayan works at this animal hospital. She also posts TikToks there. She's obsessed with TikTok. She's doing them with the pets with the dogs that are there. She uses the voice modulator in the songs to do, like, interviews with them. And uh, we see her friends there. And when she's not doing that, she's insulting the unruly customers who come in and uh, Sabrina's aunt, um, uh, Caroline Rea. Yeah, she is a chihuahua. And uh, she pops up as a guest star and she just doesn't want to pay her bill. Every time that she's asked about her bill, she has to go to like a Zumba class or something Mm -hmm. like that. But then at the end of the episode, Mayan works up the, it's either the right way or the Lopez way. And so she like threatens to put the dog on the ground, which is like... (laughs) Sabrina's aunt's worst fear. And so she agrees to pay the, and that was the entire story there. Um, And then we meet the rest of Mayan's family. You've got Chance, it's just a kid. Uh, His main focus in this episode is just to go running around screaming and maybe provide a one line here or there. You have Rosie, Mayan's mom. She comes in there and kind of insults her ex-husband sometimes. And then, uh, but he also goes to her when he needs a place to stay. And they have like a will they, won't they thing. She's from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, then it becomes the premise of the show is you would think it would be about him moving in and like how they just don't like that. But no, the real the real issue here is that he, as an old person, as a boomer, is obsessed with turning off the lights and he loves lecturing despite not owning the house <laughs> or paying the bills or doing anything. He, he all he seems to care about is that electricity bill. So he'll like walk into rooms and like turn off the light bulb if someone else is already in it. <laughs> And at first it's really funny, but then they just go over and over and over and do it a bunch of times until it works up to them getting into an argument, right? Uh-huh. And so then he starts uh, going back and forth with her and then they they say things like he calls her a bitch and then he leaves. Um, oh, so it's like actually trying to be pretty dramatic here. Yeah, it gets as, as dramatic as it would in a pilot. Right. So give it credit for that. Then he goes to his ex and... <laughs> 
and he decides to post his own TikTok where he and his ex are twerking and they send it back to Mayan as an apology. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that works. And then everybody like splits a beer at the end and the kitchen's going to take forever to get done because he hasn't paid for anything since he's broke and also because like it's just taking a while. I know you said it wasn't like terrible, but I mean, from what you were saying, from like all the TikTok stuff and like twerking and like interview with animals, it doesn't sound that great. You could look at this in two ways. You could look at it as like, okay, it's another millennial boomer show. It's another show that relies on TikTok, Tinder, OnlyFans, Instagram, basically every other second they're bringing up social media. And guess what? Real people don't talk to their parents about social media all that much. Like it's something you avoid with them and then you go and do whatever you want on your own time. But not in this family. <laughs> um, so you can, and then they also glossed over that part with Quentin being okay with him staying, which just is insane. Uh, it, it, it also reminded me at its worst to the Indebted series, which I think was a, like a Dan Levi series that came out a few years ago. Um, remember it had Adam Pally in it and it was about uh, oh, his right. parents moving back into the house. Right. And then they felt like they they could just tell the kids what to do despite the fact that they are, are living on their property now. Um, that, that was it at its worst. The pros though is that like, do you remember that Everybody Loves Raymond episode where the crabby dad just didn't want to get rid of his uh, his records mm-hmm. and then uh, he, he had them replaced by CDs? Yeah. It's basically that joke here where it's like old people are always going to, like no matter when you age to a certain extent, you are going to get stuck in your traditions. He's stuck in the belief like, oh, they're spending too much money on these stupid stuff, even though they have no right to be talking about it. Like you are in their house. So he's talking about the green juice that they drink. He's talking about the lights. And by the end, the daughter just like kind of appeases him by buying a nightlight that's running on batteries, mm. um, which is which is nice. But but overall, they get along and uh, it just looks like they're having a kick doing it together. And it just reminds me a little bit almost like of uh, what was that Fred Armisen? Sorry, not Fred Armisen. Um, Danny DeVito show where Danny DeVito oh, yeah. and his daughter little, are working together. Demon. Yeah, I'm actually enjoying these ones where they're just popping up and kind of like, why are they doing it? <laughs> is it nepotism? Hey, who cares? Like, it's just a, it's a one-off Peacock show, right? Yeah, I mean. No, Paramount. No, is it Peacock? No, it's Peacock. It's Peacock. That's where I watch it. Yeah. So uh, overall, I would give it a six out of 10 because I'm not a big fan of sitcoms. But overall, I think that other people would give it a seven out of 10. It was directed by Kelly Park. She's done a lot of things like Call Me Cat, How I Met Your Father, Punky Brewster, Sydney to the Max. So like a kind of Hey, hey, you like Sydney to the Max. Yeah, I know. It's a mix of a lot of like family shows. Uh, (laughs) The thing is, is that like George Lopez he, it seems like this is the third iteration of him trying to do this because you know how long the original George Lopez show ran for? I think it went for? like seven, six seasons. Six seasons. Yeah. It went from 2002 to 2007. And man, on an ABC, there was a lot more drama than I realized that went into this show. And a lot of like coincidences as well. I remember one episode's premise, the one episode I think I saw on a plane where the kid would wet the bed and that he would then try to do the laundry before everybody woke up. And George Lopez apparently had that same thing happen to him in the show. And so like, not not at that age, but when he was a kid, so he felt really bad about it or something. This was a really long time ago. But but yeah, I, I remember got, it being a very family-oriented show, kind of similar to Fresh Prince in a weird way. I don't know. It got, it got it or good, my, my Wife and Kids. It got good reviews. Yeah, no, and, and so the thing is, though, is that ABC went to them in 2007 and was like, look, we're not going to renew you 
for a new season. Mm -hmm. And then George Lopez was very vocal about it. In fact, even the AV Club review that I was reading for this episode was talking about how he was vocal for it back in 2007, because not only was this just going to end the show, which they had already ran like 13 episodes for, um, for the next season in season seven that they was were going to Was it just not do. drawing in the audience like it once Yeah, it, it, they basically said if they renewed the show, it was going to lose money. And mm -hmm. that's the reason why they ended up canceling it. But 140 people were left out of work afterwards. And then- um, I mean, that's that's the business. And with and with everything going on, uh, George Lopez, they ended up actually never running or airing three episodes. It well, was this supposed was to also be... around the time of the writer's strike, the recession. Yes. Like, all of that hit at the same time. Right. And it was supposed to be 21-episode season. They actually ended up only showing uh, season six, episode 18. It was only 18 episodes. But the weird thing about it is, is that, from what I understand, the episode that they aired actually works as a series finale even though it wasn't supposed to be even the season finale originally because there's like really no ongoing plot holes or like there's no ongoing cliffhangers yeah like all the characters kind of seem to have their ending and the reason for that is because apparently the three episodes that were never aired and no one has ever seen before even when the it was released uh, season six on dvd in 2015 the three episodes they didn't include them as a bonus they, or anything. didn't even include them the reason is is because the three episodes were supposed to be part of a four episode story arc it was supposed to be all resolved in the season seven premiere of the george lopez show uh be it where like george, george has a heart attack <laughs> well no he loses he's like fired from his job oh, wow. and just like so they ended up actually never even doing that so that's the main reason why i think that this show is on nbc now um but then george lopez was like you know what no no, no, no. i want to do what you were talking about just now george lopez tonight the uh, talk show that I used to do. Yeah. Didn't get... The, oh, and I should also mention the thing that um, was put into the George Lopez show time spot was Caveman. The 2008 pan oh, at the TV time? series. Yeah, yeah, so both ended up losing money for them. Yeah. But at least <laughs> yes. one had a huge like story at the end of it. Everybody will always remember Caveman. Right. Remember <laughs> that time that they tried to make Geico add into a commercial... Into a... <laughs> TV show? Yeah. Right, yeah. So then so then George Lopez was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do a talk show host and hopefully this will like end up working out. Didn't do great critically wise, but actually I think did draw in a lot of viewership. That's all that matters. Yeah, so that he did in from November 9th, 2009 to 2011. A big thing that ended up killing this show is the fact that it was moved uh, because Conan O'Brien's show had just been picked up. And originally, Conan O'Brien, because of all the stuff with the talk show, like things that happened back in 2008 with Jay Leno and all that stuff. Stuff, stuff happened? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, like, he didn't want to originally do the show, but George Lopez called him and was like, hey, look, I am 100% fine with moving to midnight, which is where it was going to be. You should do the show. So George Lopez is actually a huge reason why the Conan O'Brien show they did on TBS for like 11 years happened. And even when TBS decided to act uh george lopez's show mm -hmm. the george, george lopez tonight conan came out and was like you know what he sat on his show he was like george lopez is a big reason why this happened and i'm sad that they didn't pick him up for a third season so what where does that lead us 2016 2017 george lopez tries to come out with another autobiographical show uh called lopez was from and it only ran for two seasons hey it ran for two seasons tv land decided to cancel it and that leads us to here but what was that show about, though? It was about George Lopez trying to pitch a, uh, like, drama series. It was okay. supposed to be kind of about Was it life. a sitcom, though? Yeah. It had a laugh track and everything? Yeah. Okay. It, it was TV land. And then this is the weird thing. So that leads us to 2022, Lopez v. Lopez. And I thought to myself, especially with a show like this, George Lopez had to have been the one to create it. Or at least Mayan Lopez was the one to create it. No. Mayan Lopez in 2020 made it TikTok. 
and that TikTok account became famous. And then one of the people that used to work on the show, Debbie Wolf, the original of the George Lopez show, she decided, and she's worked on the Connors and just a ton of other stuff. She pitched the idea to George Lopez and Mayan Lopez, and they were completely on board for it. They shot the pilot back in March of this year, 2022. And then in May, I think NBC is trying to cash in on nostalgia because they picked Lopez v. Lopez up right after the greenlit Quantum Leap. So I think that like, so it's like just been this ongoing thing where George Lopez has continually been been trying to make these shows and they don't seem to do too bad viewership wise, but I think he just like really likes making these type of TV shows kind of like you're talking about. If you think about it, what was it? Um, That God of War thing that just came out on YouTube was uh, John Travolta, his daughter. You had Ben Stiller and his, his son, his son. Guy Fieri now works with his kid on his show. This might actually become sort of a problem. I was saying it was funny when Danny DeVito and George Lopez are doing it, but now that I think about it, too many people, too many big Hollywood names, <laughs> too many big Hollywood names like Guy Fieri, <laughs> are, are using nepotism to move up their kids. <laughs> well, I'll say no, but she's she's a good actress, and I enjoyed the episode. And overall, again, yeah, six out of ten for me, it passes. Uh, it has a six point two on IMDb, and it doesn't have a tomato meter. There's two rods and two tomatoes, but the cider said to stream it. AV Club gave the I think the first two episodes were available to critics a B, and then uh, Variety and the Hollywood Reporter weren't too big on it. So, Meh. all right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, unless you have anything else to say, no, that's about it. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.